name is Sherry. This is a space to sit and relax with me, your mom, Graham, and have musings about being a human, learning, growing, changing, and trying to do our best. Hello. Gosh, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you so much for meeting me here each week. I am having so much fun. I feel truly supported, and I'm truly grateful for that support. Another way to support this podcast is to rate and review it on wherever you hear podcasts. I <laughs> I don't really understand it all, but I understand that it helps people find the podcast. So if you would love to do that, I would love for you to do that. Another way is I'm on Instagram and TikTok too. Look for those links in the show notes. But thanks for being here. I'm having a lot of fun. Hello. Uh, To start today, I'd like you to have in your mind someone you just love, like love so much that every time you think of them or see them, it just makes you smile or feel warm, or be excited, or think of all the things you want to talk to them about. Um, God, if you have someone in your life like that, you're super lucky, aren't you? Well, I want you to think of that because I'm going to talk about my grandparents today. They were just such an important part of my life, and um, (laughs) I've prepared for this, and so I hope I won't cry, but if I do, forgive me. So, Think of your person, okay? If you had grandparents, then think of that too, if you had good ones too. So here we go. I'm at a stage of life that I know a lot of people that have lost loved ones, a lot of them way too early. Their spouse died too early. I know people that have lost a child. That's it's just not natural for your child to go before you. And I'm an aging person, (laughs) so I think about that too. I think of the state of our country that uh, aging people that always can't afford to have the best care. Grief in general, I'm going to have a whole talk about that because it's deep and I've learned from it too. Anyway, in addition to thinking about all of that, uh, my grandsons are all teenagers and my kids, my own kids are technically middle-aged, like, huh? But yeah. And we're starting all those plans for aging in our house, planning for my husband's retirement. We're decluttering, making our life simple so that life can work easily for us as we get older. And like all things, it always seems related to finances. And that's unfair, right? Our generation, my generation, the baby boomers, largest generation right now, one in four people in my town are 65 and older. I'm sure that's a lot of towns. And it just makes you think that aging is hard to do, right? And I mean, it's not for sissies. That's what they say. And that's true. But my feelings, this is the quote of what I feel about aging. 
I know as a woman, I'm supposed to be afraid of getting older, but I love this shit so much. Every year I sink deeper into this bath of unapologetic realness. And it's amazing. That is from Rantings of a Beautiful Mind. Yeah, I, I don't mind aging. I mean, I think that navigating this world is tough. I think sometimes no matter what stage you're at in life. But as I look at my kids and my grandsons, I remember how hard that was trying to figure out what you wanted out of life and who you were and uh, what your life was going to be. And I mean, my kids are in uh, a marriage of both of them, almost 20 years. And that's a time to look and say, wow, can you believe it? The boys are all looking forward to one to college, one to the last years of high school, and another one getting into high school. And those are big, big times and important times, formative times. And I don't pretend to know exactly how my kids and boys feel. I talk to them about it and I ask them, but I'm also learning, learning, not saying I've accomplished it, uh, learning to not give advice based on what I do because I'm in a different position than they are. But my grandparents always just seem happy to me. Well, duh, (laughs) they were retired and not raising kids and had some discretionary income. So what wouldn't be happy? When I knew them, of course, I was a child. So they may have had health problems at that time. I don't even remember. we I remember them getting together when both sets of grandparents would get together and they'd talk about their aches and pains and aging. So obviously it was a thing, but gosh, they were just happy and loving where they were and loving their families and their families were the center of their life. So it's kind of like they ushered me into aging. I just felt so comfortable with them. I loved the peace and the simplicity in their houses. My house was not that. And so their house was. I had two sets of grandparents. I called them both by their last names. And one, it was kind of like the townhouse, the town mouse and the country mouse. Did you ever read that story? It was very much like that. My maternal grandparents lived in town They were married 44 years total, and I think that is also what's bringing them to mind. This is going to be our 44th anniversary this year. So I remember uh, that my mom wanted to give them an anniversary party, and I guess people usually, the 50s, the big one, right? She wanted to give them a 40th because she said they might not live till 50, and I thought, really? Seriously? But my grandpa died at 71, and they were married 44 years, so... Yeah, that was true. They did not make it to their 50th. Um, but so they lived in town and they had four kids and they were only married to each other. My grandpa retired twice from two different jobs. My grandma, I think, worked a little bit off and on when her kids were little, like wrapping presents at a store or something. But uh, she stayed home with four kids and uh Gosh, at her house, at their house, it was just fun. It was like, I don't know, I was wanted there. I was, but yet treated special, but yet treated as if it were normal. Uh, My parents would go away on weekends and um, sometimes other evenings. And so we spent a lot of time there. And oh, yeah, I learned a lot there. Like 
if it's cold, put on a sweater. <laughs> uh, but I didn't have to do chores. I didn't have to really do much of anything except spend time with them. There was TV there, candy, games. There was a candy store we could walk down to. It was in town, so there was a little backyard. But when we were little, we thought it was huge. There was a tree to climb there in the backyard. And then there were two uh, trees closer. The back one was a birch. We probably ruined it because I remember it being tied together with a hose. I remember scraping the bark off. We were probably uh, killing that tree. There were big pine trees to climb, big to us. I wouldn't know if they'd look big now, but I remember going partway up and being scared and coming down off that tree. We built a little fort in the back of what was the woods, which was probably just weeds. I don't know. But we thought that was super cool. It was the family gathering spot. So all the kids would bring their kids there. So there were three of us. And we had three cousins that were very much close in age to us. So often we would switch kids as long as they had three kids and there were three kids at the other house. It didn't matter which three. And we grew up spending lots of time with our cousins at their houses and at my grandparents' houses, too. It was close to everything. So they had this policy that if you were out we knew where they kept the key. And so like when I had little kids, I could go up there and change diapers. We could stop in and use the bathroom. We could, my grandma had a pantry down the basement, which was funny. It was just shelves in the basement, but she would have uh, canned goods and, you know, boxed foods there, whatever. And we could grab food if we needed something for dinner. I can remember their life changing over the years. I remember when we got CNN came out. My grandpa was just like, ah, he was loving to watch news all day long because he read uh, Newsweek and Time and U.S. News and World Report and all of those things. And so he loved the news. She loved playing cards. Oh, my gosh. When I was little, I learned to play cards and my hands were so little that I smushed them together. I couldn't fan them out because my hands weren't big enough. So I learned to play Pinochle and Bridge and Euchre and 500 and Rummy. And in fact, when I got older, I was in card clubs with my grandma and I would pick her up from her assisted living place, her house, and eventually her assisted living place and take her to play Bridge with me because I learned it through her. So they were just my buddies. <laughs> The whole family would go up there, like I said, and we kids would be down in the basement or the adults would be down in the basement playing cards, whatever. My grandma used to cut our hair by like taping our bangs down or putting a bowl on our head. I can't remember all of it, but hilarious. She never did hair in her life, but whatever. That's what she did. She had a wastebasket of toys in her front closet. So there was a baby doll we could play with, a baby doll we had to ask to play with, some like army cars. I mean, they did not have a whole basement full of toys like I had for my boys. And we were happy with that. We played cards with her. We played checkers with my grandpa. We played with those toys. We played in the backyard. We went places with them, whatever. But we didn't need a lot. And we just felt loved and cared for and happy to be seen. You know, they uh, went to the Lutheran church. So we would go sometimes with them uh, to church, I think. But big thing back then were mother and daughter banquets. 
And so I would go to this banquet with my grandma and the men would cook. And I can remember that too. But just always, always being able to be there. It was just the spot where you felt safe. So much so that when my grandma did end up moving to assisted living, my uncle bought that house. And gosh, I wanted to buy it. Didn't have the money. We wouldn't have been able to move there even. But I just wanted it because that was our house. I have cousins that feel the same way. It just was it. You know, we family birthday parties were always there. Everything. It was just our place. My other grandparents were the country grandparents. And they were a second marriage. My grandpa's wife died in childbirth. He had two sons. My grandma's husband died of tuberculosis. And she had two sons, and they got married when their kids were grown. I never met that grandpa. He was an alcoholic, so I think that her life couldn't have been super easy with him, but she loved my grandpa. They met in a newspaper ad uh, for singles way back in the day. It was, I, I just found that fascinating. She changed her life. She was a city woman, and she changed to move to the farm with him. We loved that farm. Uh, There was not a bathroom in there when she moved in there, and she made him build one. So we did have a bathtub. I can remember taking bathtubs in order. I've talked about that before. I was the oldest, very glad to be the oldest to take the bath. (laughs) She made homemade food and uh, had us help her. The animals, my grandpa, when we first were little, he had what we called milk cows. And so he had to milk cows. Eventually he quit that, but he had pigs and we played in the granary with mice, threw corn to the pigs, climbed up in the hayloft, walked the fields, walked clear back to the woods. Or there were Amish that lived there, so we saw horse and buggies. My grandpa's brother lived right down the road, and he had four daughters, and he didn't have running water inside for a long time. She was much more patient than my grandma was. It was a teeny-weeny little town. There was a general store, and then there was the church. They were Methodist. Same thing, going to church going to mother and daughter banquets, we went to more Sunday churches with them, I guess, because we would stay on weekends or something. And uh, I can remember her giving me a peppermint in church to be quiet. For a while, they had a tap that you couldn't drink out of. It was not drinkable water. And then we could, she called it a spigot, actually. Then we had one that we could drink out of. There was gravity heat for a long time. She had a coal furnace at first. And so that gravity heat, she would just heat these um, metal irons and wrap them up in rags and put them at the bottom of the bed for heat. She had a ringer washer for a while. I can remember her getting improvements of a regular washer and that kind of thing. But so such a different lifestyle. But they had a lot of the same things. They had time for us. Their life was slow. They knew us. They talked freely. Their houses were my favorite places to be. They were dedicated to us. They played games with us. Um, They also knew that our house wasn't peaceful. So they knew that 
their houses were our refuge. And we very much felt like that. Um, <laughs> what by both my grandparents had in common too, is they would sigh. And I can just remember them walking around going, <sighs> and I remember asking, and I don't remember the answer of who gave it to me, but it was a grandma. And I one time asked, like, what, why do you do this <sighs> all the time? And grandpa does it too. Like, why does that happen? And she said, you know, sighs are just words that don't have words. Like, they're just feelings that you really can't say. And I said, well, what do they mean? And she said, well, sometimes it means that you're tired. Sometimes it means you're frustrated. Sometimes it means your back hurts. Sometimes it means you don't know what to make for dinner. Sometimes you sigh instead of saying things that should not be said. I just remember thinking that was funny. And then, of course, when I remembered myself doing it, I was like, ha, huh, okay, I get this whole sighing thing now. I still have some of their letters and their possessions that are incredibly important to me. My country grandma, she was a lay preacher in her church, so I'm sure I have some of her sermons. And it's been years and years, and I read them a little bit, but I don't think I could read those again. And she kept a journal and a calendar. I would have to have um, some time for a crying jag for that to happen, but I'm sure I will. I have things with my grandma's writing on them. My grandma, my city grandma, always had a, this little red hen that she kept vitamins in for us. I don't know why, but I have that little red hen. I'm sitting here right now recording with an Afghan on that she made. I don't know. They were just my touchstones and they made me feel safe. They couldn't have been perfect. <laughs> I thought they were, of course. And I can only hope to be what they were for me. So would they be proud of me? I hope so. They seemed to be proud of me when I was a messed up teenage kid. So I, I would hope they'd be proud of me now. Would they understand me? I don't know. You know, I know I think politically different than they do. I uh, don't go to church. Uh, it was the center of their life. Lots of things probably that are different. But yeah, I try and love like they did. I hope my boys will feel that and uh, think of that later when they're older. See, I told you I'm going to start crying, trying not to. But I'm going to end this with just saying, I'm not going to tell you that you have to honor or respect your parents or your grandparents. That kind of stuff is earned. I don't believe it's just given. But if you love them, and maybe it's been a minute since you've sat and talked with them, think about maybe what you'd like to talk to them about when you see them or make a time to see them, I guess. Think about what they've taught you. And maybe before you get forget, like write it down. You're going to love having memories later. And if you don't have a parent or grandparent, Think of some other person in your life that does that for you. But most of all, even if you didn't have that, think about what you wish you had and what you could give to someone else. We all just need some more kindness and love in this world. And I tell you, there are people that will hang on to your kindness for the rest of their life. So, yeah. Think of the person um, that really helped form you or think of a person that truly 100% unconditionally loves you 
think of someone that could use that from you. Let's just keep the circle going, okay? Okay. 